Praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we all stand? Let's gather around this front, start this service off with prayer tonight. It's another good day to be in the house of the Lord. How many thankful for another opportunity to come together to worship and to praise God? Amen. Let's give Him praise together today. God, we love You today. We thank You, Savior, for Your goodness, for Your mercy, for Your blessings. Thank You, God, for another opportunity that You've allowed us to come into Your house to worship and to praise and to lift up Your glorious name. God, and we do that tonight, Lord. We lift up the wonderful name of Jesus, the powerful name of Jesus, the miracle-working name of Jesus, the saving name of Jesus, the delivering name of Jesus right now, Lord. We praise You. Let's clap our hands under the Lord. Somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph today.
sing about who he is. He's God, but we know what his name is.
that I'm in the church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And say, God, I'm on your hands. Hallelujah. Because he's got every situation in his hand. Isn't he a great God? My Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want to pray for our ones that are sick. We want to remember Betty Amble. want to remember her. And pray for Pat, Sister Nunn. Mary Phillips, Sheila Jackson family, Sister Bergeron, Anthony Jackson, Sister Boyd, Sister Angela McKinney, and all that's sick, not able to be here, let's ask God to touch them. But let's invite God in our service here tonight. Let's love Him, church. God, we love you. We praise you. We lift up your name. God, we magnify your name. Name that's above all names, the name of Jesus. Standing on your promises, God. You're the King of kings, the God of glory. You're the great I am. God, your word is true and your grace is sufficient. God, we're standing on your promises, Lord. Lord, your word is true and your grace is sufficient. Forever saving. Bless Brother Luke tonight, God. Bless God. Hallelujah. You may be seated if the brothers ring the offering pans and Brother Bergeron get ready to sing Unfold the Rose. We're going to continue to have good church. Glory.
Hallelujah. You may be seated. Brother Bergeron's going to sing. Then Brother John's going to sing. Then we're going to have some good preaching. Sing, Brother Bergeron. Bless him, Lord. Lord.
Let's have Brother Looper preach. Preach to us, brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I was thinking as Brother John was singing that song tonight that threw it all. How many has ever been, how, how many has ever felt like you've been through it all? But how many has ever felt like that you've been through it all, but God was with you in it all? Amen. I want us to sing that song again tonight. That through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. With every test and every trial that comes along, it can either make us depend on God more, or it can push us further away from God. But I choose, God, I want to draw closer to You. Amen. Let's sing it from my heart right now. Trust in God through it all. No matter what I go through, no matter what I face in life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, bless you for being in the house of the Lord tonight. So thankful for all of God's goodness, His mercy, and His blessings, allowing us to come to His house to worship, to praise, and to glorify His great name. Amen. We want to remember those who are sick. And unable to be in the house of the Lord tonight, we want to pray for them. We want to pray for Sister Sheila's mother, pray for that family today going through a very difficult uh, time. And let's ask God for their for the help and strength. Also, uh, some of you might remember Jim Brown, um, Jumping Jim. Uh, he called me today and his dad passed away. And let's pray for them. Ask the Lord to help them. Sister Bergeron needs a touch from the Lord tonight. Sister Angela McKinney needs a touch from the Lord tonight. And also uh, Robert Blakely, he, which is my first cousin, but Brother Blakely that was here just a, a few weeks ago, uh, it's his brother, his older brother, is in intensive care tonight. Uh, with COVID, and let's ask the Lord to give him a miracle from heaven. He's in fairly good health, but uh, 
he does has suffered from asbestosis, so it's playing a big part on his lungs tonight. And uh, let's ask God to touch him, give him a miracle in his body. When you pray, and I, I encourage you to stop by this church on a daily basis and talk to God. If you don't have but 15 minutes, talk to God 15 minutes. If you don't have but five minutes, talk to God five minutes. One minute's better than no minutes. Amen. Amen. We want to talk to God. Let's pray. Let's pray every day. Seek the face of the Lord. And uh, remember, we have a singing coming up with the Atkins, uh, January the 27th. That's on a Wednesday night. Be, an inv- be inviting people to come be with us in that. February the 7th, Brother Johnny Godair will be here with us, and we're looking forward to that. And a great time in the Lord. So remember those announcements. And also, I would like us to pray, especially for, uh, what was it? And uh, a lady named Tracy um, stopped by the church today and and, uh, come in and needed prayer. And we prayed for her probably 45 minutes in here today. And uh, she was raised Pentecost, but it got away from the Lord. And she's in trouble and needs help from God. And uh, thank God that you know where to go. Amen. The house of God is a place to go. It's always better if we go before we get in trouble. But when we get in trouble, know that you can go there when you're in trouble. Amen. And we want to pray for her and ask the Lord to perform a miracle for her. I was looking forward to her being here tonight. And um, But pray that the Lord will bring her here Sunday morning and do a great work of God in her life. So remember those needs. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew chapter number 5. Matthew chapter number 5. And um, we're going to read verse number 6. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 6. <clears throat> Be inviting someone to the house of God with you this weekend. And I want to say how much I appreciate all of those who work in outreach. And uh, they was out Saturday uh, giving out hot chocolate and all kinds of things. And I want to thank all of those that has a desire to do that. And uh, not everybody can do it. I understand that. But everybody can support it. And uh, so we thank all of you that are doing that. And the uh, Lord bless you. <clears throat> and I know sometimes it seems like a lot of work that we do is in vain. And uh, But if you reach one, if you reach one, you've made a difference. You've made a big difference, a huge difference. And who, who, who knows, but that one that you might reach can reach a thousand people. There is no telling what one person can do. Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. This is what we know has been labeled as the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. And um, so it's a lot of... Blessed are ye, blessed are ye, blessed are they, blessed are ye, and blessed are they. 
But this one that I want to take out tonight says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. What does the Bible say? For they shall, for they shall be filled. For they shall be filled. I want to talk to you about that tonight. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us. God, we're depending on you. I pray, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Savior, that you would anoint me to deliver your word like you would have me to. Anoint the ears and the hearts, the souls, the minds of your people, God, that you would hear, that they would hear your word, receive your word, respond to your word, and let us, God, all apply the word to our life and be a doer of the word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph today. Hallelujah. 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 Lord bless you. You may be seated. There is, I don't, I don't guess there is any substitute for hunger. Um, there is, there is not anything that moves God any quicker, I, I think, you know, of course there's all kinds of things that, that we can look at, but, but hunger moves God. And, um, I, I was thinking, you know, sometimes, sometimes we wonder, why can't we get God to do this? And why can't, why is God not doing this? And why God's not moving here and doing all of this? Sometimes I think it's because of our Lack of hunger. Sometimes we do not hunger enough. Because the Bible simply tells us in this sermon preached by Jesus on the mount. He says, blessed, if you hunger, you're going to be blessed. And uh, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, what does the Bible say? You shall be filled. Not not possible, not maybe, not every once in a while, but he says you shall be filled. I think the biggest question today is what are we hungry for? What are we hungry for? In these days that we live in and the things that we are seeing uh, around us and for the past few months and what we are now moving into, I think that our hunger toward God should get a lot stronger and stronger as the days go by. We have gotten carried away with many things. We are like like uh, when they were fixing for Jesus, when Mary and Martha was fixing for Jesus. He said, Oh, you're troubled about many things. You're troubled about many things. You're, you're worried about many things. You are, you are, you are preparing and, and you, you've got all of this, but you need to choose the good part. Now, 
We've got to be worried about a lot of things, and we've got to pay attention to a lot of things. And I, I think sometimes we would be much better off if we would stick our head in the sand and ignore uh, the newspapers and the radio and the news media and all that they have to say. But I don't think that God places a premium on ignorance. I think that we should pay attention and be careful to the signs of time. But instead of allowing these things to discourage us and to to uh, bother us and shake us, we should allow these things to draw us or push us closer to God. That we would stop hungering after the things of this world and hunger after the things of God. I I was... Uh, actually, on the way to church, I'd called Brother Blakely to check on uh, Brother Robert Blakely. And uh, he was saying, you know, and he said, I, we talking, I said, yeah, we've, we've had our share of this. We've been in the same place that you are now. And I want to let you know that we're praying for you and lifting you up in prayer. And he said, you know, I, I think sometimes that I've been praying, God, what am I doing wrong? What? What do I need to get right? What do I need to change? And he said, I, I think sometimes that God is stirring up our nest where we're a little uncomfortable here, where we'll want to go there more. And uh, to get us uncomfortable here, where we'll quit seeking so much. Now, there's nothing wrong with things, and don't think that I'm preaching against things. I, I like things. I I like things that make me happy. It makes my family happy. It makes all of us happy that we get to enjoy things. But but sometimes I think things in life has consumed our energy. And that's what we long for and that's what we hunger for. And uh, that's what we desire when we need to place our affections on things above. Not in this world, but on things above. And we need to raise the elevation of our head just a little bit and quit dragging our lip in the sand and do like the Bible says, said when you see these things come to pass, look up, for our redemption draweth nigh. And I think there is no greater time than right now for the church to look up and to hunger for a more spiritual walk with God. That we would desire to draw closer to God because God desires to draw closer to us. But sometimes things of God does not entice us like the things of the world entices us. Because God put in His Word for a purpose for they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. The righteousness of God. The holiness of God. That we should hunger to draw closer to God instead of rebelling against the commandments of God. That, that we should have a hunger. And, and, uh, I was thinking, uh, a couple years ago, we were over, um, we were over in, uh, Haiti. And, um, we were having service and when we got through having service, they, they had, um, they had the kitchen fired up. Mm. And, 
Thank God they was not expecting us to eat because I would have just called a fast that day for sure. But I, I went over there and, and uh, we was watching them as they were preparing their food. They did, they did luckily have a concrete slab that they were working on. They had water poured everywhere. They had raw chicken thrown everywhere and they was washing dishes and, and, uh, Washing their hands and cleaning the chicken all in the same pot, I think. And um, I, I looked at that and I said, how can it be possible that these people can come in here and eat this food that is being prepared? A big old pot of rice, man. They were stirring it, looked like they were stirring it with a shovel. And uh, I'm telling you, it was it was nasty. It was filthy. It was it would like turn your stomach when you would look at it. And I would I would look at them, and man, they were they were standing in line ready to get it. You know the difference was it was hunger. I wasn't hungry enough. I don't think that I've ever been hungry enough to eat that stuff. I, I was in the Philippines and I was watching them as they go to the market and they, they get chickens that's hanging on a string in a hundred degree weather. Fish that are laying out there that has, if you're lucky, one might have one or two cubes of ice around it. Those are more expensive. And somebody's standing there with a banana leaf in their hand, fanning to keep the flies off of it. And they walk by and they get it and they take it and they cook it. When we got there at the youth camp that that we were attending, they had two pigs there. <laughs> and uh, I said, what's the pigs for? They said, in about three days you're going to find out. About three days they had the pigs with a stick run through them. And they had them out there on a on a fire like a rotisserie. Only thing is they had little kids that was turning the rotisserie. You know what they were using for wood? It was not hickory. It was not red oak. It was broken two-befores. And I'm thinking, man, that stuff will kill you. Smoking meat with stuff such as that. And you know, you know what they done? Man. They tore them pigs up. They were so happy to have it. The difference was, I wasn't even wanting to eat at the hotel that we were staying at. I went in there one morning to get my breakfast and I looked. I, I'm, when I'm on them, them trips, I live on bread and butter. That's about the safest thing that I can find. And uh, I went in there to get my breakfast and they had a duck, a whole duck, cooked. Looking at you. Head, bill, eyes, everything. Little flippers up in the air. He's laying on his back with his head. I said, man, who can eat? They was tearing that stuff up. The difference is hunger. It's what, what you are hungry for. What you desire. I, when I was in the Philippines, they have this deal. I can't remember what they call it, but it's a, it's a duck egg. And uh, that duck is not, it's just before hatching. Not quite ready to hatch. 
And uh, they sell those eggs like that. And they eat those eggs. The little baby duckling. Mmm. I will buy it if you will eat it. I went around trying to get somebody. I says, anybody eat them eggs? Anybody want one of them eggs? I wanted to see somebody. I would probably lose whatever I'd ate right there watching it be done. But the difference is it's hunger. What, what do you want? What do you desire? What have you been raised around? What have you been raised without? What have you been accustomed to? What, what, you know, I, I, I look at, Look at people in, in different parts of the world. They have different kind of eating habits, but it's what they are accustomed to. What are we as God's people accustomed to? What are we craving? What are we hungry for? I think about the Word of God that tells us in Nehemiah chapter 9. It is telling us about the children of God. And He said He prepared bread from, from heaven for their hunger. And brought us forth water for them out of a rock for their thirst. This is how that God is so moved by hunger that the children of Israel, He could have tell them, sharpen your spear, buddy, go out and hunt, find you something, kill you something to eat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, but, but this is what God done. He's seen their hunger and he opened up the windows of heaven and rained manna down from heaven. They didn't know what to call it. They didn't know what it was. Kind of like angel food, I guess. They were thirsty. And they came to a place and God caused water to come from a rock. Why? Because the Bible says if you hunger and thirst, if you hunger and thirst. God is moved by hunger. I look at in one place in the Word of God where it is talking about Him feeding the 5,000. And He said that, that they were there and He had taught them. And Mark, I believe it is Mark chapter 6, that He had taught them. And His disciples said, we need to send them away into the villages because they are hungry. But Jesus said, no, I'm not going to send anybody away hungry. Because if I send them away hungry, they might faint in the way. What do we have here to work with? And God said, take and you give to them what you have to work with. God is so moved by hunger that He took very little and He fed over 5,000 people with very little. And there was much to be taken up afterwards because God doesn't want anybody to go hungry. God doesn't want anybody to go hungry. How many times... Have we seen the pictures that plays a part in rich Americans' mind? The little pop-belly children with the little bug eyes, skinny arms, skinny legs. And they are trying to get us to support and to feed them. You know what it does? 
It causes us to give more to the cause to feed the hungry. Why? Because we are moved by hunger. Amen. I, about the only time I've ever been real hungry is when I've done it on purpose. I went on a fast. And uh, I get very hungry. God starts talking to me after about six hours. He can tell me about anything He wants to tell me. And uh, I'll start repenting about everything that I've thought about, everything that I've, that, I've, that I've done, and everything that I might do in the future. God, I'm just ready to eat. You've got my attention. Because, because we don't know really what it's like. But we know that we don't want to see anybody hungry. People come up to me, and I guess I got, I got sucker wrote across my forehead. I walk out of a restaurant, and people come up and say, Can you give me five dollars? Please, I'm hungry. And when they say hungry, it's hard. I just went down and spent a lot of money, sat down and had a nice meal. I'm not hungry, but I don't want to get that way. And I think, and I feel compassion for those who do not have enough to eat. I can remember, and all of you has been told this, I tell my kids just to, just to aggravate them. But when you don't eat all that's on your plate, think about all the starving children in Africa. How many of your parents ever told you that? Eat all that's on your plate because there's somebody going to bed hungry tonight. I know, I don't know, except, like I said, when it was on purpose, that I've ever had to go to bed hungry. But thank God, thank God that we serve a God that refuses to allow us to go through life hungry for the things of God and not being filled. I come to tell you tonight, church, if there's ever a time where we need to get our priorities right and straight and figure out the most important thing in life is not what we have here, but it's our hunger toward the things of God and our desire for the things of God. God, stir up a hunger in my soul like I've never had before. Stir up a desire in me like I've never had before to be in your house, to be part of what you're doing, to be in the presence of the Lord, to draw closer to God. Because I tell you today, church, that hunger moves God like nothing else will move God. Amen. Amen. Manna from heaven. Water from a rock. Because God's people was hungry and thirsty. They were desiring food and God brought it from heaven. They were desiring water and God brought it from a rock. I go to Luke chapter 11 and the Bible starts out there by... The disciples asking Jesus to teach them to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And when Jesus finished teaching them to pray, he said, Who would have a friend? And you would go to that friend at midnight, 
after that friend had shut the door, after he had washed his feet, and after he had put his family in bed, and he had went to bed himself. But you have someone that comes by your house unexpectedly, and you need something to give them. You need some bread to give them, because they have been on a journey, and they are hungry. That you would go to that friend, and you would knock on that friend's door, and you would say, Hey, friend, lend me three loaves, because I have a person that has stopped by, and I'm trying to feed them. They are hungry. That friend would tell you that I've already washed my feet. I'm in bed. My children are in bed. I Go on. Stay until the morning. I cannot get back up. But the Bible said because of your importunity, which means your continual knocking, your continual asking, your continued begging for the need to be supplied, that that man would get up, not because he's your friend, but because you would not quit. Because someone was hungry that he would get up and lend you the three loaves and give you the things that you need to sustain your company that had come by. Why? Because hunger moves God. The picture that Jesus is painting here, and he goes on to describe it, that I am moved by hunger like I'm moved by nothing else. Amen. Because I don't want to see people go hungry. I don't want to see people starve. God does not want to see any saint of God starve to death because they are lacking spiritual food. But He says, if you will knock and you would ask and you would seek, that God would provide the things that you need in your life. Amen. Amen. But how many times have we come by and knocked on the door and did not get the answer that we wanted, so we went on our merry way and said it's too much to knock again. It's too much to ask again. It's too much to seek again. Amen. But the Bible says, If a son shall ask a bread of any of you that is a father, will you give him a stone? Or if he should ask a fish, will you for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will you offer him a scorpion? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more, how much more, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? It's amazing that this starts out by a son asking for what? Bread. Something to eat. I want something to eat. Amen. Just this evening, we were sitting there eating around the table. And uh, Troy, he don't like to sit down to eat. 
He likes to graze. He's kind of a grazer. He'll take a bite off of this plate and he'll walk and he'll take a bite off of the next plate and he'll walk around the table and get the bite off of the next plate. He just likes to sample everybody's food. And he sat down in the chair and he said, I want a chip. And uh, they said, oh, you can't have a chip. I want a chip. But you know what Papa did? Papa reached into the chip bag and put a whole bunch of chips over there where he could start cramming them in his mouth to about choke himself to death. Why? Because God is moved by our desire for the things of God. God don't want you to go spiritual hungry and starving to death. But some way we have got to stir a spiritual hunger in our hearts and in our spirits like never before. Amen. If a son shall ask bread, how many times have we come... Now, I want you to be honest with, with, with yourself today. This is not crowd participation, but just be honest. How many's ever asked God for something? And I know, I know we sing the song that, that we've never prayed a prayer that's been unanswered, but we have prayed a lot of prayers that the answer was absolutely no. I have. I didn't get the answer that I wanted. God answered the prayer. God heard the prayer. And it worked out for the best, but it wasn't actually what I wanted to happen. There's been a lot of times I've come to the house of God, and I prayed and I sought the face of God. And really, I didn't feel a whole lot of anything. I didn't feel it. I didn't feel it when I was went there, and I didn't feel it while I was there, and I didn't feel it when I walked out. Amen. And I wonder, God, Your Word tells me if I will ask and I will seek and I will knock, that You will open up the door of heaven and pour me on a blessing that I cannot contain. But you know what? It might not have happened right then. But I want to tell you that God has always provided according to my hunger. Because there's been times that I come in then I really wasn't that hungry. Amen. But I want to tell you there's nothing like sitting down at a good meal when you're really hungry for the good meal on the inside. There's nothing like coming to church when you're really hungry for a blessing from God. Amen. 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 Hunger. 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 Help us, God. Help us, God, that we're not looking for an easier way. Help us, God, that we're not looking for a better way. Amen. I've heard people that say, oh, I want, I want, I want a crowd and I want an increase and I want, I want all of these things at any cost. No, 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 no. Amen. I'm not giving up truth for anything and I'm not giving up the separation from the world for anything. Amen. Bigger buildings, bigger crowds. No, that's not what I'm after. I'm hungry and I'm thirsty for the righteousness of God, the holiness of God, that I could draw closer to God, that I could have more of God in my life. 
Amen. Amen. People have sold out so cheap. So cheap. Amen. People has walked away from this truth so cheap. Amen. But we need to, we need to worry and we need to be concerned about what we are hungry for, church. What are you hungry for today? Amen. We are a fast food society. When we go into a restaurant, I was sitting in, in, in the drive at, at Dairy Queen, which is supposed to be a fast food restaurant, but not really fast at all. And I was sitting there, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. How long does this take? This is fast food. I'm in a hurry. Let's do it. Come on. Hurry up. We don't have patience for anything. And I want to tell you today, church, that a move of God does not come by how loud we beat the drum or play the organ or bang on the piano or the guitar or the bass. Amen. But the old-fashioned apostolic move of the Holy Ghost is going to come by how much we pray and how hungry we are for a move of God. We've got to get back to the basics of what church is all about. Amen. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want to see revival. I'm hungry. I want to see an increase. I'm hungry. I want to see you draw closer to God. I'm hungry. I want to see the church be everything that the church can be. But I'm trying to stir up a hunger in your life that would make you desire the things of God. That would help you reach out for the things of God. We are living in the last days. Come on, church. Wake up. Pay attention to where you're at. Amen. Look at what's going on around us. Amen. Let's focus on the major things. Amen. And get our mind and our spirit set to receive what God wants to do for the church. Amen. I believe that God wants to give us our families. I believe that God wants to give us revival like never before. Amen. I believe that God wants to supply our needs, but we have got to hunger for righteousness. We've got to hunger for the holiness of God. Not to see how close we can get to the world, but we need to see how far away we can get from this world and get closer to God. Quit trying to ride the fence. Don't try to see what you can do and get by with it and say, if I can do this, can I do this and still go to heaven? Amen. Let's get hungry after the righteousness of God. Seek the righteousness of God. Can I have this and still be right? What about just getting this? Amen. And say, God, I don't even want the things of the world, but I want to draw closer to You. God, I want Your righteousness and Your holiness in my life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If a son shall ask a bread, what would you give him? Would you give him something that he did not ask for? You being a father, no, you would give him the bread that he was hungry for. How much more? 
How much more? How much more? If I could get you to understand tonight how much God wants to do for you. If I could get you to understand on what the blessings are that God has for you. Young people, if you can understand what God can do through you. Amen. It's not in this world. It's not in drugs. It's not in alcohol. It's not in ungodly living. That's not where it's at. But if you would find you a place to pray and seek the face of God and hunger after the things of God, there is no limit what God can do for you and through you with your life if you would give it to God. Amen. Don't wait till you've been contaminated with the world. Don't wait and give God what's left, but give God what you have now. Hungry. I'm hungry for God. And when you get hungry for God, God will fill you. Amen. I've seen people in my life that had extreme hunger for God. I've seen people go to the extreme of things to get God to move for them. I've heard of people sleeping in the church Night after night after night because they were hungry for God. I had an aunt that had children that were backslid away from God. And she never slept in the bed. I think it was for over 25 years. She would sleep on the floor. Took her pillow and her blanket and slept on the floor praying that God would save her children. You know what God did? God saved her children. But you know what we want? We're a fast food society. God, if you can't do it in two nights, I'm done with that. God, if you can't do it in 30 minutes, I'm done with that. God, if you can't do it in 10 minutes of prayer, I'm done with that. Amen. But that's not the way they... They had it. That's not the way this got here. People had a hunger. People had a hunger. And I want to tell you today, church, God has not changed. And God is still moved by hunger. And if you would hunger and thirst after righteousness, God will still Feel you. He will not send you away empty. He will not send you away hungry. He will not send you away in need. But God will feel the hunger in your life. But what are we hungry for? What are we hungry for today? I think that's the question that we all must ask ourselves. What Am I hungry for? Amen. We are so full, rich and increased with goods. When we leave to go eat, it's where you want to eat. It don't matter. I don't care. Anywhere is fine. 
Well, let's go there. Oh, no, I don't want that place. Well, let's go here. Oh, no, I don't want that place. Well, what about this? Well, you know, it's okay. Well, what? yeah, let's go here. We are so rich and increased with goods. To where we are in need of nothing. But while we're living in the green tree tonight, and we still have all of these things at our fingertips, let's be a little more dependent on God. And let's be a little more dedicated to God. And let's be a little more hungry for the things of God. Let's trust in God. Let's believe God. Let's build our faith in God by praying in the Holy Ghost. Let's build our prayer life. Why don't you set out this year that you will build your prayer life more and more and more every week that you would give more time to God in prayer than you gave the week before. Put God to the test. Test God. The Bible said, try me and see if I won't open up the storehouses. How many blessings do you think that God has in the storehouse? Try me and see. He challenges us to try Him. And I promise you, God will answer and God will make a way. Amen. Let's stand tonight. Let's lift our hands toward heaven and ask God to help us to have a spiritual hunger like never before. God, I pray for your help today. I pray, God, for your touch today. I pray, Savior, that you would stir up a hunger in each and every one of our hearts like never before, God. That we would hunger and thirst for righteousness, God. That we would have a greater desire than ever before for the things of God. Lord, the things that You have in store for Your church. God, that we would fulfill Your will and Your purpose here on earth, God. That Your will would be accomplished through us in Jesus' name. And everybody said in Jesus' name. Amen. Remember church Sunday morning. Let's come praying, expecting and believing the Lord for a great move of the Holy Ghost. Bring someone to the house of the Lord with you. You can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you there.